Greetings. Today's briefing is called The Scandalous Side of God. Can an all-holy God also be scandalous? Aren't those terms mutually exclusive? If we look at the ancestry of Jesus Christ, there are some, uh, shall we say, no-count, second-class folks included. Yesterday, I mentioned several memories. Here is another. I grew up mostly in the Missionary Baptist Church. I remember sitting next to my mother, my dad did not go, regularly looking through my Bible. I would separate the Old Testament from the New Testament, noticing, of course, that the old is much larger than the new, and that there was just a single page between them. I did not know then that single page was representative of 400 years of silence when God did not speak. But the first page of Matthew was a stopper. I mean, of all the ways to begin his gospel, why in the world would Matthew start with begats and begots in 17 verses of mostly unfamiliar names that are difficult to pronounce? Why start the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, with the genealogy? Simply, the bloodline of Jesus Christ was keenly important to establish him as the long-awaited Messiah. Realize that Messiah and Christ are the same word. Messiah in Hebrew, Christ in Greek. Genealogies were very important to the Jewish people. It is Matthew's intention to prove that Jesus was not just Jewish, but Jesus was a king, the one who had been promised, the very one the people had been hearing about for hundreds of years. Jesus' genealogy links him as a descendant of King David. And in fact, many times in the Gospels, Jesus is referred to as Jesus, son of David. Quite intriguing is that Matthew's Gospel opens with scandal. Because of those he recorded in the genealogy of Jesus, he actually mentions five women. Quite curious in the first century, as women were second-class citizens, little more than property. You must be aware that in that day, at every synagogue service, Jewish men prayed, Blessed art thou, O Lord, who has not made me a woman. Women sat in a separate section, were not counted in quorums, and were rarely taught the Torah. In social life, few women could talk to men outside of their families, and a woman was to have no close contact with any man but her spouse. The women included in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, wife of Uriah, Mary, mother of Jesus. How strange that three of the women were rather shameful. Tamar, pregnant by her father-in-law, who she duped. Rahab, the prostitute, had hidden the spies and saved them from capture. And the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba, with whom David committed adultery, who was the mother of Solomon. Give a listen, and some of this you might, you might gloss over, but I think it's worth reading just the same because of the names that pop out of it. Here we go. 
the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar, first woman. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Amenadab, and Amenadab begot Nashan. And Nashan begot Salman, Salman begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, beloved Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. Okay, here we go. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. That's Bathsheba. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham. Jotham begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh. Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. We're now 28 generations in. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Sheltiel, and Sheltiel begot Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begot Abiad, Abiad begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azor. Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, and Achim begot Eliad. Eliad begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob. And Jacob, here we go, drum roll, begot Joseph, the husband of Mary of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So check this out. All the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are, you guessed it, 14 generations. That's Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. So we have genealogy, bloodline, family tree, ancestry, generations 14, 14, 14. A baby foretold 700 years before by Isaiah is about to be born. The king of kings coming as an innocent baby whose bloodline included sinful people. What is God's purpose in placing that in the Bible? Consulting the Gospel of Luke's genealogy as well, which is in Luke chapter 3, I noted that Luke traced Jesus' ancestry all the way back to Adam. Jesus' birth, well planned? From the beginning of time. Huh. I wonder, as I wonder then, is it possible God can use all of us, no matter who we have been or what we have done without a doubt and you jesus knowing you were about to be born into this bloodline that included included women of ill repute sinners all of them what did that feel like as you were about to set aside your heavenly crown and step into mankind oh wait just a second here the genealogy of jesus christ was prophetic as well you see, Jesus talked with prostitutes, he dined with sinners, he touched lepers, he hung out with the unclean. The Jewish leaders and rabbis were scandalized by his behavior. Ha! <laughs> you just gotta love Jesus. 
scandalous. Jesus gives new meaning to the word. What the religious leaders considered scandalous was nothing short of the grace of God. His grace includes all of us. Scandalous, but true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 